And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. All right, it is time for the Weighing In Podcast coming to you live. Well, maybe kind of live from <laughs> Dallas, Texas. Look at the punk sitting in his backyard. And yeah. that's because he's got no an empty show. house with nothing but echoes going on inside it. So we're going to do this <laughs> from the indoors and the outdoors. My man, how was the drive to Texas and how you feeling? I'm doing good, man. I, the drive was long. It was fun. I had a, It's crazy. You forget how small you are in this world until you're driving through the desert and you just see mountains on one side. You see thunder rolling cloud, lightning and thunder rolling in on one side. And you just feel you just feel like, wow, this is crazy, man. This this thing is so it's so big where we live. You don't realize until you're out there in the middle of nowhere. I took a, a panoramic shot with my phone and I went, you know, not full 360. I went a little bit more than 180. And, I, and the thing stopped, and it was still just nothing but skyline. It was so beautiful. I ended up stopping at the big the big colored rock start outside of Las Vegas. They have those big stack stones that are out okay. there. I don't know what they're called. I stopped yep. there, took some pictures. Um, and then I drove through to the Hoover Dam, stopped there, took some pictures, went out on the went out onto the bridge. I'm both, I went out onto the dam, and I went out onto the bridge that overlooks the dam. When I went that way, I was going to head out to Four Corners, which is like the four corners of Utah, New Mexico, uh, yeah, you, Nevada. Yep. Yeah. And I was going to head out that way. But then uh, for some reason, I swear, I looked it up during the week and it said, because I kind of mapped it out. And I was like, it said it was only 50 minutes away. No, no. More like six hours. It was like, it was six hours away. I don't know how I came up with 50 minutes. But well, I put it in after. Route. What do you mean? It's different. Well, as soon as you went to Hoover, you're going away from the four corners. No, 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 it's on the way. It's on the way towards Utah. Yeah. Yeah, it's on the corner of Utah. So it's like, it's on that way though. So it was on that way towards there, New Mexico. And, but it was, it was six hours away. And I'm like, how, where did I, I'm, I just messed up somewhere. And so I just, I canceled that yeah. and just headed straight down to Flagstaff. Um, got into Flagstaff, got a hotel. So you're on the I 40. Whatever that one. Yes, I was on the four, which is one, which is one of the worst fucking highways I've ever been on. No fucking. <laughs> it was the worst. I felt like I was driving on California roads. It was so bumpy. So there were so many potholes. It was horrible. But the uh, the view is beautiful, man. Oh, there, it is gorgeous up there. John, I was driving through. I was driving through, and the funniest part was is is uh, I'm driving through, and I was like, oh, is it fucking raining? Oh, no, it's not raining. Those are fucking bug splatters. Whap, 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 whap. <laughs> Just fucking bam, bam, bam. I was like, what is that? I thought it, it sounded so loud. It sounded like big raindrops. Hitting. Oh, and yeah. I was like, no, they were bugs. No, no, oh, they were yeah. bugs. And they, they only lasted for probably about 10 minutes. But at the end of that 10 minutes, I had to pull over to a gas station because my oh, yeah, windshield wipers just weren't wiping them away anymore. It was yeah, it's just a smudge. Disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it was just so it was just like a big, just like you said, a big sm Bug splatter, I have, smudge all over. I have a ton of family. My dad still has a home in Flagstaff. I have a ton of family living it's in beautiful. Flagstaff. Shout out to Ray and Amy there and all the boys. But it's a beautiful place. It's just way up and it's like 7,200 feet. Everyone thinks that, you know, because awesome. Arizona, it's all all pine trees and everything. It's beautiful. Yeah. But man, there are some severe weather conditions and 
big ass bugs there too. <laughs> yeah, it but was it, it nice. was it was nice though. I, look, driving through, we didn't get to Preston. We didn't get to uh, what's it called? What's the other one? So uh, not Sonoma, uh, Sedona. Sedona. Oh, we didn't Sedona? get. I didn't hit the. I didn't get those areas, but went through Flagstaff. Beautiful area there. Hotel was nice. You know, um, it was just, it was nice. You, I love when you get out of the car and you get that wood burning smell. Don't tell. Did you smell. say a little America? No, I did not stay a little. Didn't stay a little America. No, 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 no. You see, no. you got to go with the. It's like, it's, I mean, the history. No, the history of Flagstaff, Little America, man. No, I stayed at the Montage. I'm not staying at fucking some hotel in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> fucking without security. Are you fucking kidding me? No, uh, no. Fuck no. I was. I had a blast. So it was. It was a good trip. Um, that stretch though after Albuquerque through like Amarillo and stuff. I told you Amarillo by morning, baby. Cut long. Oh, dude. It's long. <laughs> I had to yeah, I've stop. done it too many times. I went through a whole bag of sunflower seeds just to get from fucking Albuquerque to fucking Amarillo. I was like, oh, this is horrible, man. Uh, I didn't get in until about 3 a.m. I got no furniture. I actually had to bring. I have a, I'm sitting in a chair right now. It's an outdoor patio chair. I'm sitting in that that I actually brought with me. Um, I'm outside. It's beautiful. Um, the only problem is I was going to actually do it like with the pool in the background or whatever in the background. But the issue is, is that the way that the sun's not even up yet because it's really early in the morning here that we're filming. Uh, thanks, John. You're welcome. And, uh, and the sun. So I needed the light. So I have to face this certain way. So otherwise there'd be no light on my face, which I, I have you to all see. Want. I, I have know you to all do want this. to see my face. I, I well, I, look at you know. I hear all the time. Oh, Josh is so good looking. Fuck that. Yeah, I am. I'm yeah, gonna I make am. you as ugly as possible. I'm gonna have big old splotches on you. Outside doesn't matter, dude. Just keep trying, you know buddy. What? Keep trying. <laughs> I, you know what's funny is you always now you've been making fun of my hairline. Everyone says, "Oh, I have a great hairline," but I'm starting to get a little thin here because I got all these cuts from the Tony Ferguson fight. So I've got scar after scar right here. I've got three Mercedes Benz scars right here on the forehead, right there, like that. And um, and so my hair doesn't grow there, obviously, because of the scars. And so I'm getting a little thin in that area. I'm getting a little nervous. I might lose my job with Bellator if I lose my hair. In a couple years, and I can't afford to can't afford to shave it because I got all these damn scars on my head. I had I had almost a hundred stitches in my head before I even started fighting. Before I even started oh, fighting, I had almost 100. you got more than I, me. I fell out of a. Let's see. There's one time I fell off of a roof, split my head in the back. One time I fell off my, my grandparents' water slide, slid off the side of it because it was a curving one, slid off, hit my head on the concrete, split my head open on Father's Day, by the way. I had to go to the ER. I had to get two stitches on the inside to suture it back up because it was so close to my skull. And then they had to do uh, 38 stitches on the outside. Yeah. yeah, I've got scars all over. I've got like five or six here. I've got like 14 on one side here. I've got, I, man, I've, I jumped off of a rock uh, when I was living up in Paradise, California, the town that burned down. I was, um, I jumped off of a rock and did a backflip into the river and fucking hit my head on a rock. I'm surprised I'm not, I'm, luckily I'm not paralyzed, but I split my head right here. My dad had just, my dad and I had just got there and he had just sat down and cracked a beer open and was sitting there on the one fucking, I come around the corner from around the bridge and the rock and have like blood just gushing down my face. He's like, ah, oh, fuck. So we got in the truck and drove all the way back down the mountain to the fucking ER, stitched, stitched me up. I think it was like 24 stitches, 22 stitches, something like that. 
I had fucking close to a hundred stitches by the time I, before I even started fighting. It's <laughs> like fuck. I, I tell I tell everyone I, I'm very lucky that I have a full head of hair because I would look like a road map on top of my head. Yeah. And I got I have one that goes from the back all the way to the front. That was oh, from. Wow. I, I'm working LAPD and I'm telling everyone I'm, I'm watching all I'm watching all these gangsters putting guns underneath this house right, and I'm go down swoop down to arrest people and stuff and. It's got Constantine wire wrapped around this pole that you got to go under. And I kept telling you, hey, watch your head on that. Watch it. Who's the dumbass that fucking hit their head on that split me from here to here? All of a sudden, I, I hit it, right? And I go, oh, that's not good. And I had to turn my head sideways. Wow. I actually I actually had some some elderly Hispanic lady actually come out and try to help me, right? And she's got a giant Kotex in her hand to try to absorb the blood that's coming out. And I go, I'd rather bleed. <laughs> I love that. No, no, no. She, I'm surprised. She, was it deep enough? She could have just put a tampon in there and just fucking. Oh, it was like, deep, dude. It, it was nice. It was down. It, the, uh, the one thing I will tell you is Constantine wire, you know, because that's the razor wire. Yes. Got the little spike razor. It's sharp. Yep. It cuts oh, yeah. really well. <laughs> I think that's kind of what his purpose is, John. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, it is. But if you guys have Got ever it. met John, you guys need to walk up to him and ask him if you could touch his hair. You know how a lot of people like to tr- touch Trump's hair? Like, you know, they want to touch Donald Trump's hair and say if it moves, if it's still, if it's real or not. The bottom line is you got to walk up to John. It's like one of those really nice, lavish, like hotel carpets that like, you know, Ooh. you pour something on and it just the water just beads up and pours off the sides. Oh, that's that's proof. dirty now. That's John. That's John. <laughs> that's that's John. It's that hotel, uh, that expensive hotel carpet that just beads up water and just rolls off the sides. Look, luckily, it's just thick and has stayed there, man. Yeah, so far. So, I mean, the hairline's going, but at least there's still some hair there. Oh, no, no, no. This hairline's <laughs> been there since I was 18, baby. <laughs> you must have thought when right, that thing started going fights, back. Man. No, 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 no. We're not done yet. You must have thought oh, when that thing go, started man. going back. You oh, no, 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 no. That, been, I, that, that is, I got pictures. I can show. <laughs> you must have thought, man, I'm going to be bald when I get young, when I get older. No, you no. You, okay, you want to know what it was? Yeah. I was always told, and this is the truth, I was told, hey, because uh, my, uh, I had people in my family, cosmetologists, they go, as long as you have a loose scalp, you know? And so I used to take my head and go, as long as you can move it, you won't go bald. Oh, dude, no problem. Really? Yeah. Tight scalp, loose scalp. You see, you got a loose scalp. And you'll see guys that, Go, they can't, I mean, it doesn't move. It's like, wow. Oh, okay. So I guess when it's pulled real tight, right? No, like, yeah, see, and, and, can't push through. And that's where ball guys will sit there and tell you that's because I have so many brains that are pressing it against Oh, jeez. Not true. Not Listen true. Listen to these guys. <laughs> yeah. You may have all that brain, but you ain't got no hair. You ain't got no hair. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe, let's get started, buddy. What are we talking about first? Well, let's talk about the UFC and the pay-per-view of 277 that happened from your backyard in Dallas, Texas there. Top to bottom, bottom to top. What do you want to do? No, I think uh, let's start just go right from the top. I mean, everyone, you know, it's funny. I had a couple complaints that we actually started from the top. And I was like, wow. Everyone, nor, people first normally off, wants to get together. What, and, like, what right you need to it. figure out is people. There's people that they'll just complain about whatever. So yeah, yeah, I've learned this. That's why I learned this. That's why. Yeah, I don't read comments. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes people write some nice comments. Not nice, not I'm just sure nice comments. Do. Sometimes people have some good questions. I sent sure Dave. I, you that's know what, what Dave, I'm gonna look. That's podcast Dave's territory. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, well, we don't have podcast Dave today. We got. I we know got we've got Gian. We got Gian, the generic version. The ge- <laughs> <laughs> Gian, you're not generic, Gian. baby. Yeah, I'm just a hell of a job, producer. We've been on. We've been on freaking this thing for okay. now an hour and a half and just starting. So this is perfect. All right, so let's talk about what occurred. Let's go from the top of the card since I don't care what anyone wants. That's what people come for. That is the fight. It was Amanda Nunez taking on defending champion Juliana Pena. And Josh, I know what the scorecard said, but it was a hell of a fight. Yeah, Both ladies really just absolutely put it out there. Juliana Pena showed how freaking tough she is. She just had no quit. She had that mentality of, I would rather die than stop in this fight. She got waylaid a couple of times. She thought, you know what? There's a possibility if I could end. Nope. She fought her way through it. The big difference was you can only take so much damage before you cannot effectively fight your opponent the way you want to. This show is brought to you by ButcherBox.com slash Wayne In. ButcherBox.com slash Wayne In is bringing you this episode. And guess what we guess what they're doing also? They're giving us free a- bacon. <laughs> John has been waiting to say that all morning. He's been waiting to yell it. Of course, can't you tell? Look at his fine physique as Conor McGregor. Physique, thank you very much. (laughs) Oh, it is awesome the fact that Big John loves bacon. But butcherbox.com slash Wayne in. If you use our promo code Wayne in, they're going to give you free bacon for life as long as your membership is active. And they're going to give you $10 off your first buy of any products that you guys buy. I'm telling you guys right now, look, John and I have been using ButcherBox now for at least six months, and they are phenomenal. All the all the products that they send us, all free range, all grass-fed, all, all, all wild. It is amazing. The fish is amazing. The pork chops are amazing. The, the bacon is absolutely insane. Unbelievable. Love it. Love it. And I'm actually jumping on this. They also offered before previously some other specials as well for those first initial people that uh, joined with them in the beginning. This time around, they're giving free bacon for life as long as your membership is active. If you use our promo code WayneIn, butcherbox.com slash WayneIn. John, I'm telling you right now, with the way that things are costing in the grocery stores, butcherbox.com slash WayneIn is the way to go. Use that promo code WayneIn. I'm telling you, I bought a ribeye the other day. One ribeye for myself cost me 75 bucks at Costco of all places. I don't have to worry about it now. I don't have to go to Costco, wait in line. I don't have to go to Safeway, wait in line. I'm going to wait in all these lines at the grocery stores where actually when you go now, there's barely any food on the, on the shelves. So now I just have it delivered directly to my house. It's already frozen. I put it in the freezer. I use it when I need at butcherbox.com slash Wayne in. Use that promo code Wayne in. Tell you guys right now, you will not regret it. Amanda Nunez took damage too. Amanda Nunez showed a toughness that we have not seen in her recent fights because she had to get gritty in this fight, and she did. She changed her style. She went to the southpaw to make things different. It opened up her right hand, and it gave Juliana Pena nothing but fits in the fight. I thought it was an outstanding, although you look at the scores, 50-45, 50-44, 50-43, it was way closer than that as far as you always had the feeling that Juliana Pena was going to do something to pull this out. And she came close a couple of times. She had good submission attempts. She was always in the fight. 
but Amanda Nunez just showed what she's made of. Amanda, she, she you know, got that belt back, and you got to be impressed with her mentality, the work that she put into you know preparing herself. How she, in a situation where a lot of fighters start to lose faith because they're blasting their opponents and they can't get rid of them, and all of a sudden you see them starting to psychologically lose it. She never did that. She just kept doing what she was doing, changed it up a little bit when she decided to go to the takedown. Great job. Unbelievable. John, John, it really comes down to, and let me ask you this. Do you think in the last fight it was the motivation? Do you think, look, yes. look I'm, I continue to I say beat it all these the time. people. It's, it's that some days, look, you show up and it's not there. But then there's also some days, they're not some days, there's some camps you're not the same person. You're not you can't that get excited drive, for that person. That fire, that all those things are not there. You you've seen fighters go through it. You've seen a lot of fighters go like Jose Aldo was a champion. He hadn't lost in ten years. Okay. Yep. Cyborg hadn't lost in some ridiculous amount of time. There comes a time where you just get tired. You get tired of beating the same people. You get tired of like you think, okay, look, it's just another one. It's just, it's another, just another one. one. Yep. And eventually one's gonna beat you. And, yeah. and Juliana Pena did that the last fight. Yeah. In this fight, you saw a I have never seen, never seen her this lean. Never seen Amanda. No, she looked this great. Lean. She looked phenomenal. She, the fifth round, she had energy. Yep. She took some shots. She delivered some shots. There was times where she took shots, and I saw the look on her face oh, change yeah. from smiling to like, oh shit, I'm still in this fight. This is not. I'm not cruising through her, even though I've dropped her three times in the second yeah. round. I'm not cruising through her. She ain't quitting. And. And people need to remember that big gash on her forehead. That wasn't from an elbow or anything. That was from a headbutt. They collided heads, I believe, in the third or fourth round. And the blood. Yeah. No, the big one in the middle was from the headbutt, yeah, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other one was from yeah, the elbow. Yeah, that's the one yeah, where they, I, they came together. And you actually saw it. It hurt. Yeah. You know, it hurt Amanda. You could see her stumble from it. So. Mm. Yeah, I have, I have I have a little relationship with headbutts. And Raph's not seeing it. Have you ever felt, felt one of those? I don't know if you have. I just, you know, here and there. Here and there. Really? Well, you know. Yeah, I didn't, think you, refs, I didn't think that ever happened to They're not trained to see you. those things. It's sad that refs aren't <laughs> trained to see these things, but it's sad. It's really sad. Um, <sighs> Juliana Pena, she's tough as nails. We know Man. this. We've always known this. There's no quitting her. <clears throat> I don't want to take anything away from her performance because a lot of the, a lot of it goes towards Amanda Nunes. She came out prepared. She came out ready. She threw she threw a wrench in there with switching southpaw, and when you realize what she did. And the reason why I feel like she did that, she realized that Juliana was planning on wrestling a little bit more. When you take a wrestler who is not somebody who is who has been training a specific way, having to shoot on a southpaw changes everything. And now it starts making you second guess how you get in on the takedown. If I lose this takedown, what's going to happen? If I don't get the takedown, okay, I just wasted all this energy. Is it worth shooting the takedown? It's changing up the flow of how you were hitting mitts. And how you were hitting your takedowns off of hitting those mitts. There's so much preparation, John, and you know this. It goes into, I hit mitts a certain way based off of someone's stance. Right? And, and I set up my takedowns that way as well off of certain things. And so I think for her, when she saw her come out and go southpaw, it switched everything. She wasn't wrestling as much. Her takedowns seemed like it was just like a rush in to grab the body. It was. Now, yeah, yeah and, and th that kind of concerned me a little bit, especially in the third round when she just had no answer for the shots after the second. She came out in the third. Was it the third or the fourth round with all the submission attempts? I thought it was the third. 
I'm lo- I'm lost I with thought, it. Yeah, it could have been I either one. I, I know the second round was all the the knockdowns and stuff because I had that as a ten eight yeah. round, but it was. Uh, I mean, the, when she threw up the the armbar, the one was tight. The fence created a problem for her, and that's you know that's just part of the the yeah. fighting surface, and it happens. And can't don't complain about it. It is what it is. But I love the fact that she never ever gave in. Mm-hmm. She. This this is the the way I look at it is this: she never relinquished that belt at any moment during that fight. Amanda took it; mm-hmm. she took it in the end, but Juliana never relinquished it. She was always fighting for it, and I love that about it. Bless me, bless you. Um, I've continued to say this: is that this is a tough sport, Ooh. and. And you've got to make adjustments. You got to make changes, especially in a five-round fight. <clears throat> Juliana made some adjustments, but Amanda countered those adjustments. <clears throat> she went from striking in the first two rounds, to, and then to getting the takedowns in the next two or three, you know, two or three rounds. She really made those adjustments on the fly. And the same thing with uh, Juliana; she made the adjustments as well as the time went on. She, I would have liked to, if I was going to make one critique about Pena would be after you shot the submission attempts was trying to sit up and get back to her feet because there was no way, especially in the fourth and fifth round. I didn't see, I didn't see ways for her. I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say there was no way the gap was closing. It was closing on her being able to get the submission with the blood, the sweat, the slipperiness, all of those things. Yeah, she had a couple opportunities and chances, but she kept going to the same arms. She kept doing the same setups, and then once you start filling those, you start understanding what they're doing. You start countering them right away. You start clearing the elbow a little bit faster. Amanda was doing; she was doing a great job of that. Yeah. I I hope and continue. I I would hope that we continue to see Amanda Nunes come in at this level, because this is this. There's days where you where you look at fighters and you go. This is the person that I remember being the champion, not the one that lost last time. This is the one that will continue to run, make a run and continue to, to just devour this division. If she can, if she, if she chooses to be this fighter, I mean, when I talked about people thought I was fucking crazy, this and that, I said, she has a new baby. Now, sure. She's had a baby for a year or two. I think it's almost two now, but it's like, like guys, you don't like you think just because you have a baby oh okay look the, the nostalgia's over after you know three months fuck no it's not there's that you know just getting adjusted leaving att huge so not an american top team anymore has her own facility her own gym calling to her own home her own that john we've owned business we've owned business gyms the last thing that you're fucking doing is focusing on your fucking fight camp yeah. and she was able to come out here and perform the way she was Great job, great comeback, great in terms of comeback fight after that loss. She came out and put on one hell of a performance. You got to tip your hat to her, man. And I loved just, I, what I loved also, John, is she can be the, what do they call her, the lioness? Yeah. She can be that lion. She can be whatever you want to call her. But every round, she shook Juliana Pena's hand, and they went oh, yeah. back to their corners. She's fucking nothing but respect. Great fighter, great person. We've met. I've met her a bunch of times. I know you have, obviously. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, but I never really sat and talked with her. Maybe one time, I think years ago, she was fighting. She fought in Strikeforce a long time yes. ago. 
like she is a fantastic fighter. She's a great person. And uh, congratulations to her. She fought a very, very good fight. Very good. But John, where does she go from here? She's she's kind of wiped out the division. Do we see her in Valentina again? I don't know. You know, I, I it's a, it's a fight that I would like to see again. You know, based upon uh, just styles and the way they fight and stuff. Valentina has been fighting, you know, in the flyways, and I think she's you know she's in that same position as what we talk about with Amanda is it's when you are the one coming up, when Juliana is coming up and she's going to fight Amanda the first time, there's a target. She's got a target. She's got something she can focus on. Mm -hmm. And with that focus, every time you step in the gym, there's, there's a purpose behind it. When you're Amanda and you're the champion, it's hard to find that focus. It's hard to find that, that target Mm -hmm. that you want to, you know, go after and stuff. And, and after a while, after beating all of these different ladies and stuff, it becomes, eh, I really don't care about that person. Eh, it's that, that, that one doesn't excite me. And when things don't excite you, you put less into the training for it. And you've got to have that, that thing that drives you and makes you go to the gym and scares you. And, And no matter what, people talk all the time about oh i'm not afraid you're afraid of people are afraid of everything and so, and fear is not a bad thing it's what you do with the fear that determines what you are and amanda had fear that's why when you know she talked to you know her, her old coaches and stuff she talked about quitting because it, yeah. not she not a fear of being beat up but a fear of not doing things the way she knows mm-hmm. she can do them not the way she had done it in the past and that yeah that can drive you and i think it did and I, she didn't want to have a performance she had a fear of performing possibly the way she did in the first fight against Juliana. and said she said that ain't gonna happen i'm gonna make sure it didn't happen and you could tell she put in the work she put in the work to make that a reality and it was the, there's a fear of not getting there's not a fear of losing there's not a fear of getting punched in the face there's not no. a fear of getting head kicked there's not a fear of any of that stuff you know what the biggest fear i think a lot of people have fighters have specifically is being embarrassed yes that's it like they don't they don't have a fear of they don't have a fear of losing they don't have a fear of getting hit elbowed they don't have any of those fears it's me and you versus you know me and you in one cage just fucking seeing who the best person best fighter is there's that now you meant you brought up a good point <clears throat> It's hard for her to, I think it was hard for her. <clears throat> like, I felt like it was hard for um, for certain fighters throughout their years to get motivated for certain people. You see it a little bit with Gegard Mousasi. You see it a little bit with, you, I saw it a little bit, it seemed like with Jose Aldo towards the end. Sure. The, the motivation, there's different fights that were just, he didn't, you could tell it didn't look like it motivated him. Nothing against those fighters that you saw it against. But I heard in the interview, <clears throat> the post-fight interview, with uh drew dober he's turned down fights because they're not he knows they're not going to be exciting and they don't motivate him that's one thing that i always wish that i would have done because there's fighters that just didn't motivate me and i took those fights and they were fucking horrible they ended up being horrible fights and then you need to have those fighters that bring the best out in you and so when a fighter says hey i want to fight that guy or that female says, I want to fight her. It's because there's a little motivation there. We saw it in the last fight. Juliana Payne has been calling for that fight forever. She yep. got it and look what she did. Whereas Amanda was like, eh, whatever. You're just another talking 
mouthpiece, whatever, you know, whatever. Just another one in line. Look what happened. There's those. Now you needed her now to spark that fire, which is what she got. And look at what we got the result of. Juliana Pena had a great fight last night, but she was one step behind, maybe even sometimes two step behind. She's never stopped fighting, but that's the dog that she is. She does that. She's nasty. She came out. She never stopped trying. That arm you never, was You close. never want to call a lady a dog. <clears throat> no, In I this, get it. There's nothing but respect with that yep. word because, man, she was a junkyard dog. But there was in that when she almost caught that arm bar, really what kept Amanda safe was the fence. Fence, yeah. Because she wasn't able to go all the way to her back. Yep. Had that fence not had that fence not been there, she would have been arm bar. I believe that she would have yeah. been finished. Might and so that was that was one of those situations where uh Amanda Nunes got very lucky in that situation and then fought her way out and then the rest of the and then even almost got caught again in another arm bar. But there was segments in that fight where you're like, man, you can't sleep on Juliana Pena, Amanda. You've got to make sure you keep this thing going the whole way. The motivation um that I was talking about with Drew Dober, there was been there was plenty of situations where same thing for myself, other fighters talk about it all the time. When you hear a fighter say, Hey, I want that fight. There's a reason why that person wants that fight. It's not always because they're ranked higher. It's because that person motivates them. They, they're encouraged by the fact that that fighter goes out there and fights his ass off. And he, and I think he or she knows they're going to bring the best out in them. Those are the type of fights that you prefer to fight. That's, I mean, those are the fighters that motivate you. And I think in this situation, the two of these, these two females, I could see them running back here shortly. Are they going I to? See, I, I, if I'm Dana White, do, does Juliana I mean, deserve? We talk about this all the time. Look at this was her first defense. She loses it. Does she deserve a rematch based upon what you saw? I don't. I don't think an automatic rematch. No, I think you give her one person. Give me, give me an idea who though. Give me that one person, and Kaylin we go Vieira. from there. Yeah, yeah, you could. I mean, Juliana's gonna have a hard time with her, but I yeah. think submission wise, I think Juliana's a better submission person. Now, Caitlin's good on the ground, but I mean, she's who knows? Uh, let's see, Viera, you've got that's Bantamweight, right? You got Holly Holm. I mean, you could see Amanda and Holly, but I mean, Holly's getting up in age. She looked a lot slower in her last fight. You You're know, no matter how much you train. No matter how much you train, it doesn't matter. Good. Like the father time's undefeated. Um. All right. Well, hey, we've uh, we've beat that. We beat that fight with uh, dead horse with a stick kind of thing. I don't even know what that. But means. But it was a great fight. So it deserved <laughs> it every bit of it. Fight. It was. It I, was a great fight. Brandon Moreno taking on Kaikara France for the interim belt. This show is brought to you by Blue Chew. John, temperatures aren't the only thing rising this summer. That's right. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, confidence can take you far in life. It can also help you in the bedroom. John knows a little bit about that. I know a little bit about that. I'm a wood <laughs> expert. You a know I work with wood all the time. I'm a freaking wood expert, so I know all about good wood. <laughs> That's where Blue Chew comes in because John knows about the blue. He knows about the wood. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. 
The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. In the mail. No awkward conversations. You know the best part about that? In person. You know the best part about that, Josh Thompson? What's the best part? All you got to do is chew it and do it. (laughs) Chew it and do it. (laughs) That's it. Women say that there's confidence is everything, especially in the bedroom, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. That is in the bedroom. I need it. John, well, I don't know. John's pretty confident about those things. So so (laughs) if, if you could benefit from a little extra confidence, when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free for the first month when you use the promo code WAYINGIN at checkout. Just pay $5 for shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code Wayne in to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com, use that promo code Wayne in for more details and important safety information. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring this podcast, and we thank our listeners for helping us out. You got to love both guys. Mm-hmm. I love Kaikara Franson. I love his attitude, and I love what he was trying to do in there. And at times, man, he was winning that fight. He w- beautiful sticking and moving mm-hmm. good accuracy he had power he he made brandon moreno respect him but again it's the dog it's that you know i'm gonna say it's that mexican mentality that you know it's come up through the boxing ranks that if you're this mexican fighter you you need to be this tough guy well brandon moreno's that tough guy and body shots mm-hmm. and that's 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 part of mexican lore when it comes to the the boxing round, well, calm down. Calm come down, on, it was, dude. Kick. It was a calm kick. Down. But I might be hey, half Mexican. I got the worst it. left hook in the game. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> no left hook, man. No left hook. This was a. It was a. It was competitive throughout. It was a good fight, you know. And then Kaikar France opened up a nice cut with that elbow. There was a lot of things going on, and I thought I actually thought that you know at the point where just before that happened, I thought. Brandon was starting to press a little too much. Mm-hmm. I thought Kaikara France actually had the the fight going the way he wanted it to be going. And one shot changes everything. And you know, that's that's part of fighting. But Brandon Moreno, second time as champion. I love what he said afterwards, you know, with uh Figueredo and stuff, the whole thing. I think the change of camps, I didn't really see that much difference I in his style or anything like that. So <clears throat> The whole thing with the camp, I don't think it made that much of a difference. Good thing for James Krause. He's got a champion. He deserves that. But Brandon Moreno getting a second thing. This Devinson Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno thing is going to be going on for the next decade. Jesus. We're, <laughs> hey, we're lucky. We're lucky. We're going to end up seeing these guys get after it several times. This is going to be a great. This is, going to be, this is one of those. Like If you could watch Shogun and Dan Henderson a bunch of times. Like this would be one of those fights, right? Like there's just yeah. certain fights that you just see that they're not one sided. They're back and forth. Um, both of them have moments. I mean, it's, it's one of those fights that like, especially for that division, they need it. Everyone keeps telling me like, Oh, you know, Bellator should have 125. I'm like, you guys don't get it. You guys got to remember recently, just recently, the UFC was talking about getting rid of the division. Yeah. They were talking about it because there's not a lot of guys at 125. Like, there's not a lot of females at 145 and 155. That's right. Like, they're just not there. So, no, 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 no. I don't think you're going to see it in Bellator. And I don't think, and I, but I do respect these fighters. They are oh, really, really good. 
But it's very rare do you find fighters that are 125 or men that are 125. So it's like, I, I think I, and I was a small person as when I was growing up, but I mean, like I was 125 sophomore year in high school, <laughs> sophomore year. I was, I was tiny though. I was four, eight, man. I was 125 was in the eight. third grade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I could see that. I could definitely see that. Uh, but overall good fight at that car car France. Um, he had he moments in the well. fight. He did. He did. This is this is the nature of the beast, man. When you talk about body shop, it really paralyzes you. There's not much. There's nothing you can do. Realistically, the thing is, there's a switch in your head. You need to just switch and just continue to try to fight, and then hopefully it goes away. But your body just seems it wants to seize up in that fetal position because you're just trying to open up your your muscles are all seized. Your your body is trying to open up that that uh, your the cat, easiest you know, way. Your, the easiest way that I can explain it to people is. Think about trying to fight while you're throwing up because that's very it's very the seizing of it's your body me a couple of times. John. Well, it's the seizing of your body when you're in that. Ah, that's uh, what. It, but it's more painful. Yeah. All right. We had to make a change because Josh was getting baked in yep. his Dallas backyard. Careful yeah. how you say that, man. People have well, been yeah, saying that's that true, because that's true. we've been baked by we've the been, sun. We've Make been filming a lot real early in the morning. Everyone's like, Josh is high again. Oh, Jesus, dude, yeah, like, people say I'm high all the time. I love that. It's like, really? I'm like, what, okay. do, you, what, what do you mean? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, because I, I wake and bake every morning at 4 a.m., right? But the, <laughs> filming the podcast. The best is when people go, man, John's starting to look old. Really? Uh, Guess what? Guess what? <laughs> starting to look old? Wow. Starting to look oh, old, my want- wife. My wife, because my wife will read those comments sometimes, and she'll tell me, and she goes, people say you're starting to look old. I go, wow, people are bright. Yeah, they just <laughs> figure this out. Oh, man. All right, let's go into the next one. All right. Sergey Pavlovich against the man, the beast, black beast, Derek Lewis. I love Derek Lewis. Just I, I, I said it last week. I said this is a bad style matchup for him, and I, I thought it was just going in because – Sergey is very good with his hands. He's a good boxer. He throws good shots. And we've seen guys that can control distance against Derek can give him problems. And and I looked at the size and strength, and I think that Derek is unbelievably, you know, uh, fast and powerful for as big a guy as he is. But he needed to be in the top position on the ground to get a win against someone like Pavlich in this. And I don't – I did not agree – you know, the stoppage, I thought it was early. And it was because you, you know those guys going into this fight. It's not like, you know, these are new young guys. You know what Derek Lewis does. You know that he has come back in fights where he has been hit and has gone down. And and you know the way that he does go down. He doesn't usually go to his butt. He tends to kind of go down towards his face down ass up position but he tries to fight his way through it and you got to give him that time and i know dan was trying to protect him but there comes that point is look he's a professional fighter this is his job and yeah he got touched but he wasn't getting touched that much in the flurry he got hurt before it and he was trying to work his way through it and it's the way that he went down is why dan stopped it i understand why but you know, it's unfortunate. I would have liked to have yeah. seen. I, I don't think the results would have changed. I don't think Derek was going to beat Sergey in this fight. But 
you don't want to see something where you can have controversy in it and say he was he was you know he popped right up and he did but these are the chances you're taking when you put yourself in those positions all right, this episode is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Use our promo code Wayne in and MyBookie.ag will give you an additional amount of money with your first initial deposit. John, we've been using MyBookie for, what, almost two years now. And they've been doing us right. They've been doing our supporters and our listeners right. We love the fact that they support us. And what I also love is that they started getting away from the fact that you had to keep spending your money over and over and over. Your they listen to us. Say. They listen Our listeners to are saying they would like to they pull their money out as soon as they win. But they said, you know what? We'll do you guys a favor because a lot of online sites don't allow you to pull your money out until about four or five more deposits. Go to mybookie.ag, use our promo code Wayne in, get that little extra right. spending cash with your first initial deposit, and go ahead and go go ahead and lay down some bets on some odds and stuff that John and I give you from mybookie.ag. I'm telling you guys right now, after you guys win, you only got to spend your winnings one time. Okay, and then you can be able to pull them out. That's that's great to hear because, like I said, we had had some complaints, not just from them, but a lot of online sites do that. They make you spend it over and over and over again until eventually it's gone, but not mybookie.ag. Use our promo code Wayne, and we want to continue to thank you guys for supporting us. We want to continue to thank mybookie.ag for supporting our, us and our listeners. I can see why Dan did it. Yeah. But it, it was early. It's early. It's not horrible, but it's early. I think if you're Derek Lewis, it's fucking horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. Like jumping up. I agree. It's almost that Robbie Lawler, Herb Dean situation. No, that was totally different. <clears throat> totally different. Stoppage. Stoppage is a stoppage to a fighter. They don't care if it was fucking. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, it was a waste of eight to ten weeks in a camp. And uh, like sometimes no show, no, no win money. So, I think for Derek Lewis, and then here's the other thing: this guy, no matter how much you love him, dude, stop fighting in Texas. You got the worst <sighs> luck here in your home state. Man, Go somewhere he does. else, doesn't he? What is with fight that? somewhere else? I, I, I mean, if you take a look at his record, what he's got 10, 10 losses. Half of those have to be in freaking Texas. Yeah, I think he's got four of them. I think are Texas. God, that's crazy. I feel bad for him. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good fighter. Um, you know, he's in the heavyweight division. Yeah, he's hysterical. This is the fight game. It happens, you know. I mean, yeah. refs, you know, they make mistakes. They're human. They do. They do what everyone else does. I mean, they miss headbutts. They don't. They do early stoppages. Sometimes I've never they don't seen one headbutt missed ever. <clears throat> never, never in the history. <clears throat> we just talked about one in the main event. <laughs> wasn't he? Wasn't missed. It was yeah. a headbutt. Ah, uh, was the headbutt. <laughs> um, you, the, you know, the the real the real thing is real fighters. Work their way through headbutts. Wow. Um, <laughs> interesting. Very interesting. I had so surprising. to. Come you on, I to. had to. Yeah. You come to me, I got to go, man. Jeez. I mean, they just got to stop hiring those senile refs that don't have that's, any glasses. They can't true. see. They can't keep that's up with the true. live action. The speed yeah. of which some of these fighters possess. <clears throat> Look at myself. But, um, you know. <laughs> Was, yeah, that was that was part of the problem. You just couldn't keep was up. You speed. Couldn't keep there up. was none. Yeah, it was so much speed, so much speed. You couldn't even see it happens. It was happening so fast. Yeah. All right, but the, it's an unfortunate situation. But it's the nature of the beast, man. It happens. Derek Lewis yeah. will be back. We're going to see him again. Oh yeah. And Pavlovich, what do we see with him? 
he's making his run right now. Man, I'll tell you what. He like I said, he's good. And he's uh he's in that position where he's difficult to deal with. It's gonna take a specific guy. I would you know, you talk about the boxing angle and everything. I would love to see him and Ngano fight. It would be if someone's gonna get knocked out, you know. Could it be that, you know, Ngano beats him? Yes. Could it be that, you know, Pavlovich, he wins? Possible. But he's moved himself into that position where he's going to be in the somewhere around the top five now. Yeah. And Tua Vasa would be a good fight. See, I don't know. I, I look at that. I think that's a bad fight for Tua Vasa because Pavlovich is good at keeping guys at range. He's good at using his length, and he is long. He's got long arms. I think he's got, you know, he's right at about 83 inch reach. Jeez. I mean, he's big. And so I don't know if that is a good fight for Tuyavasa because Tuyavasa is a brawler while Sergey's more of a technical stand up guy. Not saying that Tuyavasa, but, you know, if, if you're going to look at a fight that would be interesting, you know, I'm not sure that John Jones is going to be, uh, you know, fighting Stipe. Maybe he is, but Stipe Miocic against. Sergey, that would be a good fight. Yeah, good stuff. All right, next fight. <clears throat> Pantoja. This is the guy, man. He, he, I loved everything he did. He went out there against a guy in Alex Perez who's got good hands, is a good wrestler, tough guy, walked right through him, you know, didn't respect anything as far as the stand-up. And just, he did what, you're looking for someone to do to say I deserve a title shot. I'm, has he fought Kaikara France? Because I I know he fought Brandon Moreno. Because yeah, he fought Brandon Moreno. I remember that. I did that long ago. It was in the uh, Ultimate Fighter. Because nope, Brandon Moreno nope. was the the last rank. You know the the matchmakers did a whole. There. Yeah, he did right there. 2016. Yep. Okay, he's okay. Uh, Ultimate Fighter season twenty four. So he's fought both of them, mm-hmm. and then I know he fought Brandon Moreno again. Put put mm-hmm. that back to more towards the. Okay, he's got a win right there against Brandon Moreno. A decision on fight night on one twenty nine, and so I'm looking at this is a guy. What what more do you want from him? Yeah. He's beaten both of those guys. He's beaten the only one he hasn't beaten is uh, Figueroa. He lost to Figueredo by a decision, but this is a guy. He's done everything that you know he can well, do. He lost to Askarov. He lost to, to Askarov. Yes, he did. Stop. Super but tough. But he's he's won his last three, yeah. and you know, and he's and he's beat those guys. He deserves a shot. the The real question is: Well, now you've got the interim champion in Brandon Moreno. You've got the actual champion in Figueredo. He's going to be sitting again. He's just yeah. in that position. You look and you go, I feel bad for you. I love the way you fought. I thought you did great. You did everything you were supposed to do. You did it inside of the cage. You did it on the mic. I can't ask for anything more. Yeah. It's just that I can't put you up against yeah. Figueredo right now because I got Moreno. Yeah, true. I mean, Pantoja fought a good fight. Alex Perez came up short. Pantoja fought very smart in terms of let me put you on your back foot as fast as possible. Try to catch you sleeping. Yep. Try to put you in these positions that you're not used to. Maybe you're a slow starter. Maybe he's maybe Perez is someone who just wants to get into the groove, find the range. He never let him do that. He pushed him on his back foot. He made him react. 
and he just it wasn't it wasn't ready he wasn't ready for what Pantoja brought to this fight right off the bat. Yeah. There's people you hear the feeling out period. Most fighters are like, yeah, I'm get the feeling out period. Sometimes fighters just can't. You know what? Yeah, there's some the guys that don't period. care about that. Let's just go. Let's just see what happens. Let's go right now and figure this out. And he went out there and did that. And that's what you have to do. Like, and it's funny because I kept hearing them say, he wants to make a statement. He wants to make a statement. Well, he went out and made a statement last night. He went out there well, and showed did. that he can push the action. He wasn't afraid to get it right up in the, in the grill of Alex Perez. And he did exactly what he needed to do to get the win. Nicely done. Nice transitions. Great job. You know, on to the next one. We'll see exactly how it all works out for him. But he's got to, he's got to wait now. He's got to sit and wait. If you look at the rankings, right? Go down to the rankings. There it is right there. You got Kai who just lost. You got Askarov ahead of him. You know, he just beat uh, Alex Perez. I mean, you really just have, you have Pantoja and Askarov. Uh, Moreno's going to fight Figgy. So you may have Askarov and Pantoja fight next, but I doubt it. Only because they don't want to lose another number one contender. Because, like I said earlier, is there's not a lot. These guys are good. Don't get me wrong. They're good. But you want this division needs people to build up stars. And let me give you an example. Tim Elliott's good, but he's still ranked in the top 10. Matt Schnell is good. Uh, how do you say it? Mateus Nikolai. Nikolai. He's good. Perez is good. Royval is good. That top five, top six is really good. But the ones below that still need a little bit more tweaks here and there. They need a little bit more experience. They need a little bit more high-level competition under the bright lights. They need a little bit more exposure to get them ready for that title shot. The ones that I see that have that exposure right now are, are Moreno, France, uh, Askarov, Pantoja just put himself on that level right now, Royval, and Alex Perez. The rest of them all need more exposure before they get into that, that main event or co-main event status. They need a little couple, you know, one or two more fights at that, at that next level of being the co-main event or the main event on these shows. I don't think they'll be main events because they're smaller and they don't have the name recognition, but I think they're going to be in that, that mid-level card, you know, or, and, and a chance to prove themselves how Pantoja was last night. They'll get that chance here soon. So, all right, next we fight. We'll see. Let's go. So, come we got, on, Oh, come on. It, we had Magomed <laughs> and Kalayev against Lionheart in, uh, I mean, Anthony Smith. It's unfortunate. What are you going to say? You know, he hurt himself. At, you, you could see when he was walking back after the, I don't know exactly where it was that he broke his ankle, if, if it is broken, or his lower leg. But you could see when he was walking back, he was walking with a limp. Yeah. And then he came out and he tried for that takedown. He didn't have any ability to drive off of it. He ends up trying to, you know, pull guard you know, and hold on to it. It's just, you know, injuries. They happen. And sometimes they happen based upon, you know, things that we don't really see. We don't, we don't really, you know, notice in the fight. But... It happens, and we've seen it in the past. Guys have broken their legs off of one kick, either blocking it or throwing it, you know. And all of a sudden, you know, they're they're in trouble. And Anthony was trying to figure out how he could, you know, fight against a guy like Ankalaev. You're not going to do it with a broken leg. You're tough. I no. take nothing away from you. It's just a bad, you know, set of circumstances. All you can look and do is say, "Hey, man, you know what? Just just throw that one away." suck it up, you know, get yourself healed up and come back and do it again. Because I actually thought as the fight was starting off, I thought Anthony was actually fighting smart against Ankalaev. I thought he was 
doing well. He was trying to control a lot of the range. Ankolaev was good at that. He was looking for the counters when Ankolaev would throw. He was looking to finish things off. Everything he was doing, smart, smart game plan. Yeah. It's just the injury took away everything. Yeah, I didn't see enough to see whether he was doing well or not. I know that I get what you're saying. It just there wasn't a lot of action in in that first part, that first part first round. I looked at it as <clears throat> he was fighting smart in terms of he wasn't taking a lot of risks that put himself in danger. Nope. But he was also keeping on Goliath at bay, which may have been the game plan. Yeah. And then maybe try to get him, you know, in the second round. The injuries happen all the time. This is the situation where where he is. There's, I'm sure there's a lot of frustration sure. that was going along with this. You go back to the corner, you realize what's wrong. You know, like, damn, this hurts. I can't walk. I can't push off. I've got to change what I'm doing right now. He went out, gave it the best he could. This is the fight game, man. Yep. I mean, this is the fight game. He fights. He's fought everyone. He's not afraid of anyone. Um, the fact that he came back out, you know, and continued to try to fight, this is a lot about him and his character. So just like you said, forget about it. Throw it in the back. And uh, think, let's move on to the let's move on to the next one. I don't think there's ever a doubt about the character of Anthony Smith. He's a great. He, he's like he a great. Pro guy. He's proved that character multiple times in situations where he could have done the easy thing and and gained from it. Yeah, he didn't do that. And you got to. I love Anthony Smith. I'll watch the guy all the time. He is a true fighter. He is a classy guy. He's super nice when you're around him. You know, he, he was very upset in the first fight that I had with him, which is against. Uh, Roger Gracie or Roger Gracie, mm. you know, and it was like he goes, he says, John, I'm going to knock him out. Well, he got submitted, and I said, well, yeah. it's, a, it's okay. Goes, no, it's not okay. <laughs> Strike Force, right? Yep. 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 He's another guy from Strike Force. All right, uh, Alex uh, Morano versus I don't know how you say this guy Smellsberger. Semmelsberger. 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 Alex Morano. He is just. You tell you take a look at a guy, you go, you see him on on the street. People are gonna go, I whipped that dude's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Morano, first uh, off, his ground game is solid as hell. It's when he first came into the UFC, it was all about his jujitsu. He is very good. He's very good off his back. He's got a great guard, but his hands have gotten really good. And I'll tell you what, his jab, I was, his I was not jab sure. Has gotten really good. Yeah. I was not sure going into this. I thought if he could get the fight to the ground, he was going to win it. I thought he was better than Semmelsberger there. But I thought, not sure if he can handle the power and get his shots in on Semmelsberger. And he was able to, man. That jab, like you said, it was just the technical side and timing. His timing was good. Put the shots on him. And, man, I'll tell you what, the first two rounds, I was like, wow. Alex yeah. Morano, man, and people can you know they just don't give this guy enough credit. He is a good, good fighter, solid. Yeah. If you guys are if you guys are listening to this um, at home, obviously you guys, if you're hearing me say this, you're listening. To <laughs> if you're it. listening to this, <laughs> but take a look at when someone is really good on the ground. You saw it in the main event, Juliana Juliana Pena. Every time she got rocked, she just went to her back. She knew. That a man knew is wasn't just going to jump into her guard. She invited her into her guard. She didn't know whether she would or not, but she was like, "Come on, come on down here." And Amanda was like, "Absolutely not." So that didn't happen. Now in this situation here, Alex Moreno never got dropped, but he was in trouble in that third round. But uh, Morano, he, he also though was somebody that 
he knows that his opponent isn't going to take him down or try to hold him down or try and get on top. So in this in this fight, it doesn't matter what he does. He could throw head kicks. I remember Nino Schremer used to do this in the Pride days. Oh, yeah. He would throw head kick after head kick after head kick because he knew no one was going to jump into his guard. He's like, come on down here. And they're like, yeah, no, no, thank you. So they would always avoid the guard as much as they could. In certain situations, when you have somebody who is phenomenal on the ground, the risk of saying, hey, like you see it with Charles Oliveira, he does it all the time. He gets dropped. He's like, come on down here. And everyone's like, fuck you. <laughs> like, no, thank yeah. you. And and that's the benefit of having a very, a very well-rounded game, especially a really good grappling game. A lot of these fighters will not sometimes jump into someone who is considered to be a top-level jiu-jitsu practitioner or a good jiu-jitsu, an MMA jiu-jitsu fighter. And so Morano's got that and Semmelsberger or whatever, just he, he had landed that beautiful knee in, oh, the, yeah. in the beginning of the third. And he almost got him out of there, but he did what most fighters do. He smothered himself. Crushed the space. Morano put himself into the deep half, made his, made his transition back up to the feet. And Semmelsberger just basically gassed himself out trying to finish in positions he was never going to be able to get a finish in because of the deep half and on the leg and all those other positions. And so Morano fought a very smart fight even after he was rocked. Great job. Great performance. The jab was on point. The jab did a lot of damage. The grappling is something that forced Semmelsberger to fight a fight that he didn't want to fight. Great job. Great yeah. performance by Morano. Nice job. Yeah. But the guy that I am really, really starting to really enjoy watch fighting, I've always kind of like watched him fight. But he's kind of winning me over, man, because of the post the post uh, interview with with Rogan. You've turned down fights that didn't motivate you that that you thought weren't going to be exciting. You've turned them down, and I'm thinking to myself, dude, you're brilliant. <laughs> you are brilliant for that. A lot of fighters got to start sticking up for themselves and doing that. Like the UFC has a game plan on what they want to do. But young fighters, like, hey, start sticking up for yourself. Like, look, this fight's not going to be good. It's going to be a boring fight. I know maybe you don't want to hear me say that, and maybe you want me to make it exciting, but it takes two people. We've seen this over the years. It always takes two people to make this fight That's exciting. Right. And you want to have that. It's always about having the right dance partner. And he seems to always find a way to put himself in with the right dance partner. And this was no different. You know, uh, Alves was a tough dog. Oh, that whole after the eye poke situation and then the the break dance, I love the, big the shots eye poke. And I, I thought it was come on. The he best pushes the doctor happen. away. Yeah, then he goes over and he gives him a hug. That <laughs> <laughs> was the best. That doctor, John, was, that doctor was feeling all butthurt for a while. Then he was like, oh, "Okay, I feel better." Came John, I, I've I've always dreamt of doing that. I just never did it. That was great. I always dreamt of just being like, yeah. I, mean, I always dreamt of when the doctor walks in the cage of pointing to the exit and being like, get out of here. Get out of here. I've always thought about that. <laughs> I've always dreamt about doing that. I just never had the opportunity. I didn't get poked in the eye a lot as a fighter. I got poked, I think, one time by Gil. I can't remember one of the other times. Did you ever I get hit nuts by Gil. Yeah, not that I remember. Okay. <laughs> that, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I heard it happen, but not that I remember. I love it. Um, Drew Dober fought his ass off. Great performance. Great fighter. I'm excited to see him fight. I can't wait to continue to watch him fight. He's if I when I look at that division, right? It's crazy to think is he in the top fifteen? I what is don't he, like number. Think I, think, so. I think he's. I think he is. I think is he's he? like number fourteen or something like that. Lightweights. Where are we at, buddy? Charles, nope. No, no, he's right there. No, he's not. He, he stop. Is, is he there? 
What are you doing, Gian? He doesn't right. know what he's doing, John. Gian. Go up. Lightweight, there you, you go. go. Oh, yeah, that's lightweight. Stop. There's no chance. Oh, no my pencil. God, you're going back down. You're killing me. You're at number 13. Scroll I don't need to see more. the pictures. I need to see the names. <laughs> you're right there. There, there we go. you go. Yeah. Nope, like I said, there. no Drew nope. Dober. Damn. And to think, he's fun. He's exciting. He's talented. I mean. This stand-up is clean. It's crisp. He, but he's no slouch he's on the got ground. Power. He's got good wrestling. Yeah, yeah he does. Uh, you know, it's I don't always, know if people it, remember. He almost caught Islam in a in a arm and guillotine. He snapped something on Islam real tight, and and you know everyone knows I'm a homer from a boy, but <laughs> that shit was tight. It had Islam go to his back, and then Islam fought his way out of it. I don't remember him yeah, going to his back. Yeah, I believe I, th- I believe it was Dober. I think, I think, I think it was think, Dober that did that. You're you're mixing fights up here. I don't know if I, I am. I think you're mixing fights up. That's okay. I want to pull that up. You've been hit a lot. It's okay. It's I okay. believe I believe Dober almost <laughs> caught. Not, I wouldn't say almost caught him, but he made him go to his back and then try to bridge him over, and he was able to escape and get on top. Yeah. yeah all, right. Okay. all right, John. Maybe. All right, John. We'll see. I'm, I'm gonna have to look it up. And I, I, send it over you're to gonna you. have to watch that fight again now. You son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> look, Drew Dober is fun to watch because he, he comes yeah. to fight and he gives it everything he has. And he, look, he took some shots. He took some hard shots from Alves in that fight. And by the end, by the second round, he was he was understanding the range, the speed difference. And I think there was a little bit of speed difference. You know, I think Dober compensated for it. He started landing accurate shots and those that just switched everything over in his court. And, uh, I mean, it is what it is. When you take a look, a body shot, it, it is a KO. And it is, you know, it's not a knockout. It's not his brain is disconnected, but his body is disconnected from his brain because he cannot control his body based upon that body shot. And it was beautifully done and hit right, you know, right in that below the sternum area that puts your body into your your solar plexus just start to spasm you can't breathe right everything's tightened down i i take nothing from alvis i thought he was fighting a great fight he was fighting hard he was explosive just dober you know dober did what he does and when he was able to control the range and able to come in and land his shots and move himself out and starting to become effective that's when he went to the body and he did it repeatedly throughout the fight eventually one of them paid off He's he, he's a guy you'll always watch because he comes to fight. And maybe it is exactly what you're saying. He'll, he'll wait for the guy that's going to be the guy that interests him, that makes it to where he goes, yeah, that's someone that I think I can have a good fight with. So, Yep. No, I agree. I, I, I hope to see him continue to fight. If I look at the rankings, pull up the rankings again there, buddy. There, he's not John? in it. No, I know he's... John? I'm gonna jump through this microphone. We've we've established <laughs> that he's not in the rankings, okay, buddy? Well, we established. I, I, I'm it. not sure that Gian's gonna be able to get all the way down to the, the top 15 there. Well, look, he here's the thing: the you pictures. got Dan, you got Dan Hooker in the in the division. He's in, in the top 13. I'd like to see that fight. They already fought. No. Can you look it up? They have I don't not. think they have. I don't think. I, they have. I would love to see that fight. I see Dober and 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 uh, Dan Hooker. That'd be a fucking great fight. It would be a great fight. Very good. Look at that background behind Dober there. Strike force, really old nice. school days. That's a gosh, you've been around I, a while. Yeah. Jeez. Nazareth Hatsaroff. 
Alex Alexander Hernandez. I mean, look at the guys he's lost to. He's lost to yeah. Brad Riddell, and he's lost to Islam. Yep. Come on, man. Come on, man. You have to, to sound like Joe he's got Biden. a couple Jesus, more there. Shut up. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, good. He's got some good wins. Got some good wins over some tough fighters. Terry, he just beat uh, Terrence McKinney and then Alves too. Good stuff, man. I know they're they're not ranked. Those guys are not ranked, but those are tough fights. Brad Riddell and Islam Makachev. I mean, Islam fighting for the title next. I mean, tough fights, man. Tough fights. He's he's in there. He's always trying to fight the best guys. Those are fights that you want to see. You want to hear fighters. Him and Bobby Green would be a fun fight. Yeah, that would be a good fight. Him and Bobby Green would be a fun See, fight. See, now you're being a matchmaker. I like that one, so, Josh Thompson. Uh, John, I'm really good at this job. Okay? I know what I'm doing. <laughs> but again, Bobby's not in the top 15. No, he's either. not. But still, that would still be a fun fight. I'm looking for fun fights. Would. But I think him and Dan Hooker would be a fun fight as well. Dan would stand with him. They'd bang it out a little bit. He might wrestle Dan a little bit more, but um, but I think that would be a fun fight. Um, all right, look, um, I don't know how to say this guy's last name, but i got to be honest. He reminded me a little bit of uh, Kung Fu Panda. Kid was tough. Kid was good. He had a great first round. Was lost second round big, like how he won the first round big. Yep, yep. Good fight. Great fight. Came out. Had a had made the adjustments in the corner at the after the second round, and he came out and did some good work in that third round. Got a takedown. Did some nasty work on something. He. These are the fights that you want to see. Now he's you know he's a heavyweight. He's a heavyweight. Yo, yeah, heavy are man. you heavyweight? Yeah, he, he was, called he was him a Kung big Fu guy. Panda. Yeah, he was Kung Fu Panda, yeah. You know, well, how do you say his last name? Al- Abdel Wahab. Abdel Wahab. Phenomenal fighter, man. I loved watching it. The guy that he fought to, Mays, great fighter as well. Just They had some good exchanges back and forth. Both guys rocked each other, one in the first, one in the second. Came down to the third round. That's those are the kind of heavyweight fights I want to see. I want to see yeah. those kind of fights. Great action. They were getting after each other. I heard I saw Mazadal tweeted out. I told you guys not to sleep on my boy. Well, I'm not sleeping on him anymore, man. I, I I wish I could say his last name, but he he is definitely someone I'm going to tune in to watch in the heavyweight division. He left it all out there. He was pushing the pace. He got exhausted in that third round just from getting the takedowns and stuff. He was tired, but now he knows he's got to work on a little bit more. Is work on that conditioning, that cardio, but. Great fight. Took the, Absolutely he, great he took fight. the fight short notice, though. Oh, he did? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. He took I, the fight I, short I couldn't hear a lot of the stuff. I, I want to say that he took it uh, basically a week's notice or so. Mm. So maybe 10 wow. days. So he, Good performance. Very good performance. And, and, and showed, you know what? He's got good wrestling. He mm. did a couple of very nice, slick takedowns. You know, but he's willing to exchange on the feet. He, will, he sticks his head in there. He, when he got hit in the eye, it bothered him. And you could see it yeah. bothered him. And that's part of, you know, when something like that happens, you've got to, you know, it's it's had to happen in the past for you to be able to deal with it the right way. He collected himself. He got himself back in the fight. You know, he survived that round. And then he came out and he took, you know, he took the first round and he definitely took the third round. I cannot believe a judge gave Dante Mays the third round. Crazy. This fight should never have been a split decision. Hamdi won the first round and the third round. Mays definitely won the second round. Easy 29-28, but sometimes we get crazy. You say easy, sometimes people want to make it more difficult. Yes, there you go. (laughs) It's a good fight, though. Good fight. I I was excited for that fight. Uh, As it was going on, I was like, holy shit, these guys were throwing down, back and forth action. You you texted me, hey, this guy's actually good. 
<laughs> this guy's good. I was like, hey. Which for Josh good, Thompson man. to say about a heavyweight, that's saying something. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't really give a shit about heavyweights, man. <laughs> I've never been a heavyweight. I'll never be a heavyweight. I mean, like, look, I they're like just overpaid sloths. They just rumble around <laughs> in there and they just hang on each other. Just like you after said. After the second round. You've after the never round, been a heavyweight. Gassed. You never will because we don't allow no. you in the class. No, no, no. <laughs> I'll just all I've look, if I could survive running around the ring or the cage for one minute or two minutes, you guys be tired. Remember Daiju Takasi? Yes. Remember him against Manny Yarborough? He that's what he would do. <laughs> just, just, just run around until you get tired. Happens. That's it. That's all I gotta do. You got you'll get tired of chasing me in about two minutes and then I'll just bah, 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 just fuck, Done. fuck you up. Yeah. That's it, man. Yeah, I wish it was. All right, Drakkar Close fighting Rafa Garcia. It was a really good fight. Uh, Great I, fight. I thought Drakkar Close fought one of the best fights I've seen him fight. He actually, at times, when he, times when he would start, and he did it a couple of times, start to lose that composure as far as started to overextend, started to do things to make, it's like, stop. Stop running forward and throwing shots like that. Yeah. But overall, he thought, I thought he fought. A great fight. I think that him going back, he went back to the MMA lab where he had been training for a long time. I thought that it, it worked for him. He looked good. I thought Rafa Garcia fought a good, smart fight, fought a tough fight. In the end, the decision goes to Drakkar Close, and I thought he deserved it. Yeah, good fight. Close fight. Very tough fight. Uh, act, I thought it was very action-packed. I mean, they both had their moments in the fight. Uh, Garcia showed me a lot. He was willing to make the adjustments as the fight went on. He was getting hit with some shots. He started wrestling. And then that, that opened up some more of the, the shots back on the feet when they got back to their feet. Yeah. Overall, great fight, man. Very close fight. I agree with you. Um, but the right person won. Yeah. And that's the way I had it, too. So, uh, John, is there any other these fights you want to talk about? I got to really, I, I say go Michael ahead. Morales, the kid is good. He's tough because this, this time he, he had to bite down and he had to show a lot of you know, some of the things that he was working on. I, I don't agree with some of the things that were said as far as, you know, oh, he's, he's throwing, you know, you're taught not to do that and stuff. He's fighting his style. And uh, I think his style is actually very difficult. I think he's got power in his hands. I thought Adam, who I've watched fight before, Adam Fugit, he's solid. He's very good with his wrestling. He's got a good jujitsu game. He's solid in the standup. He's a, he's a well-rounded fighter. You just saw what a athlete and a kid that has got speed and power in the end, you know, that's what can happen. He ended it with, you know, some good shots right at the end. I think Michael Morales is going to be someone you're going to be seeing in the UFC for quite a while. Yeah, he's got a good look to him. Yep. You know, he's got Everything. a good look. He's an exciting fighter. Um, he's very marketable and those type of things that, that you're looking for. He... Um, when I look at when I look at young talent coming up, he's fourteen and zero. Doesn't matter who he's fought; he's fourteen and zero. Give him his due. Fourteen and zero right now in this sport. No fights are easy. You can't sleep on any of them. And we've seen champions before, like we saw with the Amanda Nunes last fight with Julian. You can't sleep on anybody. No one. These got any female or any male could whoop your ass any given day. And so the fact that he's fourteen and zero. Tip your hat to the young man. I yep. mean, he's got a lot still to learn, but they're going to slow play him a little bit, I believe, because he is talented. What country? Where is he from? Well, he's from Ecuador, I believe. Okay. But he 
I think look at look look it up. I think he said he was fighting out of Tijuana, Mexico. Oh, interesting. So, or that's he's what talented. They, they had up there. Yeah, he is. He's got good hands. Got a good look to him. He can throw down, and he's not, not afraid to take it. Like you said, bite down on his mouthpiece and deliver. Good stuff by him. Good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, tip our happy. You will be seeing a lot more of him, I believe. And um, you know, moving on. All right, hey, that's gonna wrap up our UFC talk. Great night of fights, especially that main card. It kind of lived up to it. The prelims had good back and forths in some some of the fights. Uh, but uh, definitely um, something to be talked about. Let's talk about uh, some news. Let's go Jake Paul fight canceled due to flap. What do they call that? Due to what? Over Hasim, over over his uh, over his overweight, basically his hydration. Okay. So I think what I understand is that he has to be a certain amount of hydration as well as um, his weight's got to be down to a certain level. That didn't happen. Now the fight's been canceled. How, first off, you sit there and you said that didn't happen. Can't happen because you didn't even have a weigh-in. If you're going to have a fight, I, it, Josh, if you're going to have a fight, as simple as it gets, if you're Jake Paul, you keep on, you kept, you, you fought all these guys that were 170-pound fighters for their entire career. Now you're finally fighting someone that is in your basic weight class, and now you're putting weight restrictions on him because he can only weigh so much the night of the fight. All of this. Is and I'm not saying that he wasn't gonna get into the fight, but this is mind games. This is tricks. You know, you've seen it before. You've seen people pull this crap where there's more things going on in the back that the one fighter has to deal with than the other. <coughs> it's all part of screwing with somebody. Japan used to do it all the time. Jake Paul's now doing it. And I'm not I'm not Jake Paul is doing his thing. I don't, I have nothing to say, but when you look at Rockman and you look at, look at his last fight where he got knocked out. Okay. And then how much time there was between that knockout and for him to actually have a camp. Cause you know, I heard people in the camp, you know, there was people that I know that were around his camp and he wasn't looking good. And you know, there's reasons why he wasn't looking good. And you look and you go, Hey, is this a fight that, you know, should sell out Madison Square Garden? No, it's not. It's it's a gimmick fight. And so give me real fights. I'm not if Jake Paul wants to fight, you know, Rockman, fine. I don't I don't have a problem with it. The fact that it's being pulled doesn't it's like no loss. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Not a big deal to me. I think where you're running into a problem is that <laughs> The nostalgia of him fighting it's over. is over. It's over. Like, here's the thing. It was one thing when he was fighting guys, basketball players and in retired MMA guys. There was a little bit of that excitement of like, oh, this is fun. Now yeah. you're trying to really try to pre you're trying to present him to me as a real fighter. Yeah. Well, now that's gone. Yeah. I, I, I don't care anymore. It was fun when it was a gimmick when it were gimmick fights. Yeah. It's like everyone's like, oh, we want to see him fight a real fighter. No, now you're trying to put him off onto me that he's a real fighter. He's not a real fighter. Maybe he's he's he he's could a decent be. fighter. I'm not saying he's, he's not. Decent. But I'm saying like he's not he's not a top level fighter that I'm gonna no. pay seventy nine bucks or fifty nine dollars to watch on a pay per view card. If That's you want to put him, here's the thing. If and I, I have nothing against him. If you want to put him on the opening fight or the fight right before the co main event of say. I'm just throwing a name out here. Canelo and Triple G. That's a bonus for me. I'll pay. I'll pay for that. 
I'll pay, I'll pay to watch, you know, I'll, I'll give a little bonus in there for the Canelo Triple G and you want to put him as right before that. There's a little excitement there. I got it. But to say he's a main event at Madison Square Garden, I'm sorry, man. I'm yeah. not buying a ticket to the fight. I'm not buying a ticket to the fight and I'm not buying the pay-per-view. No way. Yeah, uh, you're not, you're not, you're not going to force me to believe that he is that caliber of a fighter just because he's a YouTube guy. Sorry. It ain't happening. You can't do that. That's that's they they've lost their way in trying to in trying to book this and trying to sell this to the fans as if he is a big enough draw to continue to do this two or three times a year. It doesn't happen. It's not going to happen. It's not working for the it's not working for the real boxing fans. It's not working for the real hardcore fight fans. It's not working. You're not going to get us to spend 59, 79, 69 whatever it is you want to charge. You're not going to get us to do it. And that's the problem. So, if, like I said, if they wanted to push this onto, it doesn't have to be Canelo and Triple G, but I'm just throwing out names. <laughs> but if you wanted to throw it onto, you know, I think who Danny Garcia fought last night, if yeah. you want to throw it on one, on that card, I would have jumped on it and be like, you know what? That's a bonus. Now you're adding flavor to these guys. I get it. But no, the rest of it is done. It's a, this, this thing is over, John. This, this whole thing, if they're going to keep trying to push him as a real boxer, it's over. People don't care. They want to see him fight the, the the Greg Hardys. Go fight Greg Hardy. That's a gimmick fight. I'll take that. You know, yeah. I'll pay your forty nine bucks or whatever it is to watch that fight. <laughs> it's a, you know? it's exactly what you're saying. When you look at it, you go, "Hey, there's nothing there because it's not like I'm seeing someone special." When I when I when I see a boxer, and I see a Terrence Crawford, I, I will pay to watch that guy because he is that special, that good. Mm -hmm. And what he does, I'll pay to watch Ryan Garcia versus a Tank Davis. I'll I'll pay for that because that's a real fight. That's something that's interesting. Both guys are interesting. Both have, you know, specific things about them that make them to where you want to watch them. There's nothing. I mean, no. there's the banter. I'll give it to Jake. Jake's very good at trying to sell his fights. He's very good at the, you know the promotion of it you know he he does the right things he says good things but he just he's not an interesting fighter yeah it, he could be a social media president all he wants like i said i have nothing against him no. i love his marketability i love what he does but i called it last night john after this fight was canceled what did i say wwe baby and i i laid it all out in my tweet man you guys, I said, if you guys don't Stephanie follow me McMahon eating them up yeah. now I, I, told, I, I no said the podcast, events. Dave, man, I said, look, I already put on there. I said in my tweet, Jake Paul is going to go to the WWE, join his brother, Logan. They're going to become tag team champions. Logan and Jake's going to betray his brother because he's envied him because he's got better looks and he's the older brother. <laughs> then he's going to then he's, he's going to betray him. The then they're going to have is already written. Yes, it's already written, buddy. <laughs> I've already got this whole thing laid out. Then he's going to end up betraying his brother and he's going to beat his you know, beat his brother or whatever after one of their matches. Then they're going to fight. They're going to prop this thing up to be the biggest WrestleMania pay-per-view ever. It's going to be huge. No, awesome. because that, no what's going to happen is the brother's going to get have that big fight, and he's going to be losing, and his brother Jake's going to come out and save him. Save him. No, no, no. Save no. him. Jake Paul. It's going to be and Jake they're gonna Paul they're going to hug in the middle of the WWE ring. That is so funny. <laughs> You're you're really crushing uh, podcast I Dave's know. dreams right now. <laughs> Just crushing his dreams right now. <laughs> Just crazy. I love it. All right. Well, that's gonna wrap up the talk on the Jake Paul situation. Yeah, thank God. Um, look, let's uh, 
There's something else I wanted to get into. Can you Uh-oh. pull up the Bellator rankings? Uh-oh. Oh, God. Please don't. You mother... <laughs> I'm looking rankings. at these things. Just I hate those know. rankings. They're horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're you done know, by one, blind one that One that really, really bothers me. Which Are you talking about pound for pound? No, lightweights. Go to the lightweights. Oh, go to lightweights. Okay. Actually, you can go. Yeah, go to lightweights. Go to lightweights. I really want to lose my shit right now. (laughs) Everyone knows, John. Everybody knows that I am teammates. I'm friends. Um, I I was Alexander Shabley. Hold on. No, I'm just looking at this, (laughs) John. (laughs) This is what's wrong with people. Okay, who who? Who are the blind bastards that are the media that are actually doing these rankings? Because I I may be wrong. Please tell me if I'm wrong, Josh Thompson. But didn't Alexander Shabley recently, recently, I mean within the last month, knock out Brent Primus in the first round? Brent Primus is ranked fifth. Alexander Shabley is ranked sixth. Unbelievable. I have no fucking clue. And and then people want to take these media people serious. And this and this is okay, and this is and I want to put this the way it is. I'm bringing up the UFC now. UFC doesn't use the media for their rankings. You know why? This cuz they're this smart. Because yeah. this is the crap you get when you have the media fucking giving you your rankings this is horrible this is absolute trash you can't you you have to laugh at it it's a joke miles jury who has lost how many fights in a row now is ranked above a guy in rabatinov who's just won his last couple of fights yeah how in the world it's uh, it's embarrassing. It's real. It's really frustrating. Here's the other thing too: is Islam Mamadov yep. has beaten Brent Primus also. Yeah, I know. I know. So you've got Shabli and Mamadov who have both beaten Brent Primus. They were both below him, and they're both below him. And Mamadov is not even below him by a little bit. He's below <laughs> him by a lot. Well, three spots. Um, it, it's it really throws me off. Now here's the other thing: is I have. Obviously, everyone knows I'm I'm teammates with Usman. I respect him. His you know, his coach was my coach. I'm one of the original guys that helped build the AKA brand. team, the brand, the team. I got nothing but love for any fighter that comes out of there. I don't give a shit if I know them or not. They're just they're from they're from a gym that I was part of my whole twenty almost twenty years. Yep. <clears throat> I'm gonna support them. I don't this the media got in their own way and they allowed the last name yep. to put him ahead of Tofik. You're right. And ahead of and ahead of uh of, Shabli. um of Shabli. I don't understand how this is even happening and how and how we're allowing this to happen. And it's not look I, I'm not blaming Bellator because they they wanted to do this to where it was a neutral situation where the media when came neutral, in was able to do when it. When neutral gives you a pile of dog crap. Yeah. It's time yeah. to stop it. But what do you do, John? What's the re- what's the solutions? Let's not complain about it. Let's try to let's try to work out some solutions. What do you do? 
you go to the people that actually watch your fights. You go to the people that actually understand your fighters. You go to the people that actually know exactly where someone's level is at based upon mm -hmm. the competition that they have faced. And right now, we don't have that. I mean, Bellator doesn't have that. It's, it's not my call. I've looked at it and I go, it's a joke. I won't use it. And that's, I've told them, I won't mm -hmm. use your rankings. Your rankings are a joke because they're stupid. And if you follow them, then you're stupid. I say this all the time, Josh. You know what? When you see someone that's a fool and you follow them, consider yourself a fool too. It is just what it is. You know, and so to, to look at those and to use those when you know that they're trash, and I, it, there's no point. Yeah, what's frustrating to me is that the the media will, the, this is all anonymous. We don't know who, which media is actually voting on this. Oh, I know can some tell, of them. But you can tell they don't watch the fights. You can tell they don't know what happened. Yeah. You can tell. And so when I'm looking at this, there's no way. Like I said, teammates with Usman, friends, all these things, right? With a lot of respect for him. He shouldn't be ranked above Tofik, who just knocked out uh, Sydney Outlaw as the number one contender. Yep. We're supposed to fight for the title that night. Just knocked him out. Knocked him out in 12 seconds, 15 seconds? 20-something. Something like that. Whatever. Yeah, something like that, 20 seconds. Knocked him out then. Now, Shabli beats the number two guy at the time, which was Brent Primus. Knocks him out in the second round. You've... Benson Henderson and um and Peter Queeley are fighting in in Dublin in, in uh September. Why? I understand what they're doing with that Benson and and Peter Queeley fight, but you've got Tofik, you've got Shabli that are that should be ranked one and two. Tofik should be number one. He just knocked out the number one contender. I know it's his debut, and he's jumping the line. So if you want to say but you can, that Shabli... Okay. But you got to look at what he did in the past in his last five fights. Okay? He Take didn't do him in Bellator, and that's why they're not giving him the love. Now, John, let me finish this before you go ahead and make your point. Because I, I agree with you. If I am a if I am somebody in the promotions, Coker, Kogan, whoever you know is making this call, if I'm somebody in the promotion, I'm thinking to myself, okay... Tofik, maybe we don't have him. Maybe we put him at number two where he's at right now. And we put Shabli ahead because uh, he was number one. He was the number one guy behind the champ when he beat Brent Primus. Then you put Shabli there. So now you've got Shabli. I could make I could make Shabli and Tofik one and two. I'm okay because Shabli has three fights, I believe, in, in Bellator. I'm okay with letting that fight happen. I'm okay with him jumping, him being in Usman. They the the media put him there because of his last name, and it's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair to the other two guys, but it's also not fair to Usman. He needs for me. I feel like he needs one more fight now. Stylistically, he called. I think he he, he I, called for the title fight. I but so did Tofik. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I understand. You're saying you believe he needs one more fight. He called for the title fight. Yes. So the here's the thing. Stylistically, he's a good matchup. His matchup against Patriki, Patriki's a good matchup for Usman. If I'm Usman, I'm thinking, hey, I want that fight. Sure. Because after, if Patriki doesn't win, the the guy, if Tofik was to beat Patriki again, like he did in Ryzen, if Ben, if uh, Alexander Shabby was to beat him in in uh, beat Patriki, that matchup for Usman to become a champion Tougher. just got a lot fucking harder. Because they know each other, yeah. they they are around the same circuits ensemble. 
they're kind of, you know, obviously Shabli and they've trained together before because Shabli was at AKA during, for duration. They know each other. The, these fighters all throughout the years of training Sambo, they know each other. They've trained with each other. Ruslam and Ruslam, um, what was his name? Ruslam, um, yes. He, him and, him and, uh, Ruslam, not Mama, no, no. Anyways, uh, I was supposed to fight him, I think, in, in, in UFC. Yeah, Ruslan Kabalov. Kabalov, Kabalov. Kabalov. Yeah. He, him and Islam used to tell me all the time. He's like, him and I were buddies. We trained together all the time. He's like, we competed every weekend against each other, almost in the finals, every single time. He's like, he's a stud. They know each other. Yeah. Islam's got 200 something Sambo fights. Same thing with Khabib. Habib goes, I've got probably 200, 250 Sambo fights against sometimes almost the same fighters every single week because they just, all they did was compete and compete and compete. Same situation here. Usman trying to get to that Patricky first to get that title to say he's the champ. And then wherever the, wherever the, the chips fall after that is where the chips fall. I, I when I look at these rankings though, John, these guys. They're, they're, I do, I do want it give, hard for us. I'm not sure exactly everyone. I do. I want to give credit to Nolan King. <clears throat> Nolan King watches our fights. He writes about it. He understands the fighters. Uh, George, you know, Georgian goes. They watch him. They understand him. I'm not sure that they're part of the rankings. I believe Amy Kaplan does it too. But other than that, <clears throat> crazy. I, I just I don't want the media. The media gets caught up sometimes in the name value. <clears throat> And and I believe me, Bellator, Bellator, even the UFC, they get caught up in the name. There's moments where they get caught up in the name value. Sure, can't afford to do that. You cannot afford to do that, and it's a slippery slope. Can it's bite a you. Real slippery slope. It can bite you. Yep, it definitely can. All right, I wanted to vent on that because that was really. Well, you vented, me. and then you made it's me vent. Nuts, Way to go! Man. It's driving me nuts because I know that I know that we've got a lot. Like you look at this division: Patriki, Usman, Tofik, Benson. Sydney, Primus, Shabli, I mean, Mamadov. You go through these guys, uh, Robotanov. They're all killers. Killers. Good, good fighters. I I would almost be willing to bet you're going to do a lightweight tournament next year. And there's two other guys that we signed that haven't even fought yet that are really good. And those guys are studs. So when those guys jump into the, are they going to make it into the rankings? We're going to find out. All right. uh, Is there anything else there, uh, Gion? Nope, that's all. Is that everything? Are you sure? Yep. <clears throat> All right. Well, hey, uh, from Dallas, Texas, man, we want to thank you guys for tuning in and go to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code Wayne in butcherbox.com slash Wayne in. Remember, choose some blue lifetime, it, lifetime free. No, no, no. Lifetime free of free bacon. John, oh, you're supposed yeah. to be carrying the weight here with the free Dude, bacon. I'm all Let's about go. the free bacon. I'm all about butcherbox. Butcherbox is fantastic. It's so good. And I love when it comes because it yeah, has free dollars off ten dollars off your first order. Use our promo code Wayne in. And then also you got blue chew. Blue chew to me is psh, obviously I need it. John, he's too man. He's too <laughs> much of a man. He's 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 a man's man. You know, he doesn't need it as often as I do. But hey, but yeah, go to blue dot com and uh, use our promo code Wayne in man. And they will give you your first month free. First time free. All right, guys. I want to thank you guys so much, and uh, hopefully this uh, setting wasn't throwing you off. <laughs> Just moved it around a little bit. Yeah, I did have to move around a little it's bit. It's all good. Something's coming up. For everyone out there, have a great week. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you.